0: Welcome back. It's week three. You're tuned in to the A Squared Podcast. As always, I'm your host Adam Turner, joining me again each week this college football and pro football season. Angelo Esposito. Angelo, yo, yo, yo. how you doing this week, Bud? I'm doing awesome. Our last week, let's uh, continue this. Hopefully, we we'll have a hopefully. Definitely going to have the same results this week. So Angelo's referencing this eleven to three record we are riding into week three. And just to recap, a quick recap: we started week zero four and zero, oh. we went three and two in week one, and not to pat ourselves on the back too much, we went four and one last week. So those of you who have been supporting the podcast. First of all, a big thank you to our 15 subscribers. But secondly, I think you're thanking yourself for that extra $880 roughly at an average of 100 bucks a game. Uh, you're thanking yourself for that too. So again, thanks to all you guys out there. We appreciate it. Yeah. And speaking of last week,
1: um, I know that the Colorado game got a little dicey there, but Again, I think Adam talked about the Hail Marys and the miraculous plays. And again, it did not disappoint. We watched the game from beginning to end. Uh, we were texting back and forth. Um, halfway through, we thought we made a bad choice. But as we started the second half, it started to look and go exactly
0: what we thought would happen uh, from the beginning of the game, to tell you the truth. Hard to go into the mile-high city there and uh, come out with a win, right? Very hard, very hard. So full slate of games, and, and really, it's always the, the the third week where you kind of see the last of the cupcake games on the schedule, and you start to see some conference games, but you also start to see some non-conference games that are pretty big, and, and we're going to start today with Stanford traveling all the way, all the way, Angela, something like 2,700 miles, I did the math. All the way to Central Florida, all the way to the self-proclaimed national champions from two years ago. Haven't lost a game in God knows how long, longest winning streak in the nation going right now. Uh, They are hosting the Stanford Cardinal, and they are minus nine. A couple things real quick before I tee this up for you. Costello was out last week. They suffered a bad loss to USC. Costello was out again this week. So we are loving the Golden Central Florida Golden Knights here. What say you, Angela? Well, you're right.
1: you know, um, this is the first game up uh, we've been talking about this week. You got the Stanford Cardinal to Orlando to face uh, Central Florida Knights. and the no the Golden Knights. I don't know if you know that. I didn't right? know that. Yeah, Interesting. they sent the Golden away for whatever reason. Um, and I think this is the Rodney Dangerfield of uh, college football. This team gets no respect at all, Adam. I have my power rating. Central Florida should be minus 18. The line opened at seven and a half. Looking at a monster eleven-point variance. Besides that, I, I get I see very little from Stanford. Um, they don't know what they're doing. I'm not sure if uh, the quarterback is playing or not. I think he's still in concussion protocol, if I'm not mistaken. But what I saw was that the Cardinals' team. They're going to travel across the country and face a U.S. Uh, they're going to face a team that, in my opinion, could destroy. The Trojans, um, much less man, huh? exactly. Uh, through two games, the Knights have defeated Florida A and and Florida Atlantic by a combined score of one ten to fourteen. And you say, well, you know, they were cupcakes. Well, no, they went in there and they took care of business. Uh, UFC, I'm sorry, I keep saying that. UCF ranks fifth nationally in offense and sixth in total defense. And the Knights, as you said, they have not lost a regular game, season game, since 2016. So long it is a long time. Um, it's the second meeting between the schools. Stanford won the first in 2015 uh, in uh, Palo Alto. And uh, I think this time with the way we're fading the PAC 12 and everything
0: we see in all indicators are pointing to um, the Knights. Uh, what do you say, Adam? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I don't think you can, you can make a bad play here. I think minus nine, minus 10, minus 11, whatever ends up, it ends up at tomorrow at kickoff. I think you're safe. So, we just you just mentioned that USC team, right? And we're gonna travel back across to the West Coast and we're gonna go to Provo, Utah, where BYU, uh coming off that big win over Tennessee in overtime last weekend, they are hosting said Trojans at home. This game opened at minus three and a half. I'm not sure why it's been fluctuating, but I've seen it at four. I've seen it at four and a half. I've seen it as low as three. But again, USC, we all know JT Daniels is out for the season. Their backup quarterback is legit, kid out of Phoenix. And not only, I think, are the Phoenix hometown faithful proud of him, he looked really good last week against that Stanford team. They put up 45 points. And frankly, this looks like something might be wrong with the line. Angela, what do you think? I think we've been, I don't want to say arguing about this one all week, but we've
1: really been uh, going back and forth. Um, And you're right, the the freshman quarterback, impressive, 82% of his passes for 434 yards, four touchdowns, and just one interception. He spreads the ball around. He had hit eight different receivers last week, with four of those accounting for at least 60 yards. Um, Tyler Vaughn's led the way with five catches and 106 at a score. The Cougars, meanwhile, we're down a majority of the game to Tennessee, but stunned the SEC foe with a 64-yard pass from Zach Wilson. Now, with that said, we loathe Tennessee. Loathe. Loathe. Um, I think that program is basically yeah, <laughs> the dumpster garbage. Fire. It is a dumpster fire there. And while the Cougars needed that miracle to beat Tennessee, I'm wondering what's going to happen to a revitalized revamped USC team with a hot young quarterback with a golden laser arm. Uh, I know a lot of you folks aren't going to want to play a freshman in his basically his first road game going up to uh, Provo to play BYU, but we're more than confident that USC could cover the four here. Adam? Love it. Love it four. Love
0: it at four and a half. Love it at five. Even if it makes its way all the way up to six, six and a half, I still love it there. So stay tuned to that before kickoff. It is a middle-of-the-day game, too, I believe, so uh, stay tuned for that one. We're going to stay on the West Coast, and we're going to travel down to Tucson, Arizona, where we backed the rainbows in Week 0, and we loved that play. We loved the money line on the rainbows. We, We saw this game. And you said we dissected this USC game, and your word was argue, even though that's not what we did. We have no argument over this Texas Tech U of A game, no, 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 and, and, no, no. and it's at minus two right now. And I got to tell you, there is no hope for the Wildcats in this one, Angelo, What do you think? I got the
1: Texas Tech minus 16 with my power ratings, and I called you last night at 11 o'clock asking you to double check my math. I don't understand where they're coming up with this line. Um, I, I'm convinced. By Arizona's offense. I'm not convinced by Arizona's defense. Giving up 45 to Hawaii makes sense, I guess, on the big island. But giving up 41 to Northern Arizona, there's some larger problems there with the Wildcats. I don't care that they had a big lead and they took some of the starters out. They didn't take the entire defense out. I watched the game. Uh, It was sloppy at the end. It was a team that's not focused. It's a team that doesn't care. I don't like their coach very much. I think it was a bad hire. Um, if it's going to be a defensive battle, which we both know it's not, I, I like Texas Tech's defense more than a lot of people are expecting, and I think they're going to be able to get a stop um, down yeah. at the end of the game
0: and, and have just enough to stay there. And two is nothing for me. Yeah, two is nothing. I mean, if you if you take into account home team gets three points just for being the home team, that puts it even at minus five. So even by your rankings, Angelo, that's still an 11-point difference variance. <laughs> We love the Red Raiders here. We love the minus two. Take it and run with it. Even if you want to bet the money line just to be safe, you're still going to get it at minus 120, minus 130, and that's still some pretty good money there. So now we're going to shift back to the the East Coast, and we're going to talk about another program that's in shambles. You talked about Tennessee, Angela. I'm going to talk about the West Virginia Mountaineers. Dana Holgerson left town. He's gone on to bigger and better things, and West Virginia has been left to rot in the dust. They are currently 0-2. We recommended last week to fade them. We covered that game. We're going to recommend you fade them not only this weekend, but probably for the remainder of the season. NC NC State comes to town. They're looking at minus 6.5. I've seen it at minus 7. The Wolfpack are a middle-of-the-road ACC team but they're playing a West Virginia team who is the doormat of the big 12 alongside Kansas, who we'll talk about here in a minute in our Friday night teaser. And that was a teaser for our Friday night teaser, by the way, Angela, but what do you think about NC state at West Virginia? Well, uh, like you said, not to be the dead horse, but well, first of all, I
1: have North Carolina state minus 10. So I would feel safe going anywhere up to the, up to game time. Um, I don't know what's going on in West Virginia. And I know this is just a small sample size. And I understand uh, it's just two two games. And I understand North Carolina State didn't play any world leaders. Scoring D, three points per game, second nationally. Rushing defense, 24 yards per game, fourth nationally. Passing defense, 30th nationally. Total D, fifth nationally. Uh, explain to me with the West Virginia running attack that has uh average gotten
0: 30 entire yards this season. How are they gonna be able to handle that? No chance, no chance. We love it at minus six and a half, we love it at minus seven, we love it like Angelo said, all the way up to minus ten. Okay, we're uh we gave you a couple NFL picks last week. We're gonna give you a couple more NFL this uh NFL picks this week. We've got uh, a couple on the, bo- the big board that we're looking at right now, but I see Cincinnati, Angelo. I see them sitting there at one and a half. You know, they were a big dog last week. They were minus or plus nine and a half at Seattle last week. They went in there. They gave the Seahawks a game. The, the offense actually didn't look too bad. John Ross third had 150 yards and a, and a touchdown. Uh, Tyler Boyd looked good. Joe Mixon ended up getting hurt. Giovanni Bernard came in and spelled him. Mixon's still questionable, I believe, for Sunday, the last I saw. So whether he plays or not, it does not change my view of this pick. I think Giovanni's been there long enough. He can step in, and if he needs to play the role of lead back, I think he's going to. But at the same time, uh, let's talk about why Cincinnati, again, on the road, getting the points or giving the points at minus one and a half is a good pick. Oh, sorry. That's a home game. Getting Giving points at home. Tell us why that's a good pick, Ang. Well, oh, I understand what you're saying. You were, you were thinking that um, San Francisco is on yep. the road.
1: Yep. In a row. They did not go back to San Francisco. They went to Ohio to practice. We did some research, and startling 70% of the teams, 7-0 of NFL teams playing back-to-back road games in their second game do not cover is a big reason why we think that this spread is the way it is. Um, we're also thinking that Seattle is not the team it used to be. So I understand the one, but we think that um, with the Bengals, if they give Andy Dalton the time he needs, they have the tools to definitely cover this game. We like the way they looked last week. Um, Niners offense looks it, terrible. It's terrible, it terrible. As we saw last night in the Tampa game, Um, They didn't beat much of a team, to be honest with you, because Carolina, and by the way, if you bet a penny on Carolina this year, you're a fool. A fool, a fool. Um, Cam's stuff. Yeah,
0: the 49ers didn't beat much of a team in Tampa last week. So uh, the last NFL pick we love, absolutely love, it's going to be a shootout. We we know the rematch of the NFC Championship game. Everybody knows how that game ended with the – the call, no call pass interference and ended up be- becoming a rule change in the NFL, which we've seen a few of those challenges happen already through one week of NFL. But we think this saints Rams game is going to go over the total of 53 and a half. We typically don't, don't love over unders, right? We, we like to pick lines. we like to pick spreads. we like to pick winners. Uh, but there's something that I think it's a good quote to live by. And it's that, uh, you know, only suckers play the under, right? And, mm-hmm. It, it, it's always the under until it's the over. So once it's the over, you can't go back. And, Angela, why do we love this over here? I really want to
1: know when the Saints are going to set it up on defense. Um, every year they claim the defense is getting better, and every year, every game, 30 points, 35 points. And we all know that Brees could handle his end on the on the offensive side. Uh, the Rams, on the other hand, they look a little sluggish last week, and their coaching, and their team's good enough to come back from that. I think they bounce – Actually, I think they bounce back, and the Saints play their typical way. I think 53 will be easy. I'd say 17-17 at the end of the first quarter, to be honest with you. Uh, You'll be smoking cigarettes and cigars and whatever else you do to celebrate uh, in the third quarter of that game. And that brings us to a little bit about what we want to talk a little bit about this week is basically how to to gamble, how to bet, how to be smart. There's a lot of people out there that tout a lot of things. Um, Let's be honest. 11-3, it's – quite quite good. Uh, we don't expect to keep hitting at that rate because it's impossible. It's never been done. Uh, we could expect to hit it about 57%. So explaining to the general public and to the gambler out there how to bet, it's paramount to what we do. So Adam, why don't you run us a little bit through what the thought process is and what your philosophy is
0: about betting the amount of teams you bet in a weekend and the amount of money? Yeah. So first of all, I, I think the thought process is just to make money, right? I, I mean, I, I have fun doing it. I get, I get that uh, that thrill, that rush. Sometimes winning or losing, right? I mean, you ask any good poker player, they 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 won't they don't remember their biggest pots. They remember their their bad beats, right? So um, I think you know most of us get that rush one way or the other. But we recommend a couple things. We recommend. Never bet an even number of games, right? You always want to have an odd number, three, five, seven, nine, whatever that looks like to you, whatever you're comfortable with. But based on the juice, based on what site you're betting on, how much you bet per game comes into play, right? So that juice, the VIG, whatever you want to call it, it's usually 10%. And most sites I've seen it. Uh, as high as you know, twenty percent in some places. And of course, for for those of you that are squares, uh, that when you see that minus one ten next to a game, that typically represents that ten percent. So you have to bet one hundred and ten dollars to win hundred dollars. So that juice is always running, no matter what. Very rarely do uh, any sites offer a an even minus one hundred or even a plus one hundred is what they usually refer to it as. So. Um, but Angela, run us through the math real quick of how those units work, how those dollars slash units work when it comes to betting per game based on how many teams you choose to play. So everything's a math problem. So the way we look at it is, the best handicappers in the
1: world will win at a rate between 54 and 57 percent, and the difference between 54 and 57 is all based on the rate and the amount. That you bet per your volume. So we say if you wanted to bet one game per week, we would say you would bet one unit, whatever your unit is. If it's hundred and ten dollars, that's your unit. If it's eleven hundred dollars, that's your unit. If it's five fifty, that's your unit. If you're going to bet, and based on that theory, a unit units alone. If say we you using a one ten unit, if you bet three teams, you need to bet two hundred and twenty dollars per team. If you bet five teams, it's three thirty. Seven teams, 440. And believe it or not, if you were to go all the way to nine teams for a weekend, you need to bet $770 to fade the juice. So when we tell you and we give you five games, if you're going to bet, you bet all five or don't bet at all. You can't just pick the three that you want and bet $110 on each game. If you're going to be with us, you have to follow the plan. Otherwise, you will end up being a loser at the end of the season. And we can't help that. So this week, we're giving you seven games. We're going to walk you through how much to bet on each game. And then Adam's going to give you a little caveat to something that we don't do too often unless we see a good spot, which is to bet a teaser.
0: So based on those seven games and based on what you just heard from Angelo, if four games are winners, right, that gives you on the plus side that puts you in the money in order to do so. I'm going to use round numbers here. You would need to bet $44 per game or based on that one ten unit theory, Angela just told you $440 per game. So if you're a small better, sharp better doesn't matter. But if you're a square listening to this podcast and you want to start at the $44 mark, that extra $4 on every game is going to cover your juice. If, and when you go four and three, we feel a little bit more confident in our picks than four and three this week. However, Uh, We are going to end today's show with a little Friday night teaser. There are three, count them, three college football games tonight. And after that god-awful panthers Bucks game last night, we are all just dying for some good football. I'm not sure how much good football there's going to be, but we have three solid teams that we're going to give you. We're going to call it our Friday night teaser, and we're going to make a suggestion that you bet $150 on this teaser, which is going to cover the $440 per bet per game that you're going to make based on those seven teams. You're going to go into the weekend with all your bets paid, basically at least one of them. So here's our teaser for the the night. NC, uh, North Carolina, is playing at Wake Forest. And... Basically, Wake Forest is minus three. So the odds makers are telling us that's an even spread, right? We're giving them the three for being at home. We think Mac Brown really has North Carolina going in the right direction. You've heard Angelo talk about them already in one of our last podcasts. We like North Carolina plus the three. You tease that, you're going to get it at plus nine. We also love Boston College hosting Kansas. Les Miles is in town. Les Miles is great. He took LSU to a national championship, but this is Kansas, Kansas. And we ain't in Kansas anymore. We're going out to Chestnut Hill, and we're going to try to take on Boston College. That spreads at minus 20 right now. We don't even have a problem with the minus 20, but on a tease, you're going to get that down to minus 13. And the third part of our teaser is the game of the night, really, we think. We've got Washington State traveling to NRG Stadium, so neutral side, to take on the Houston Cougars. So this is the Cougar battle, right? This is Cougar versus Cougar. Houston, if you remember, we had them in week one. They covered that 23 and a half against Oklahoma. We felt good about that. We feel good about the plus nine. We think it's going to be a one-score game in the end. But when you tease this, you're going to tease this all the way up to plus 15 because you're going to get those six points on the tease. We love this teaser all three bets you can bet these straight up if you want we're recommending the teas we're recommending you put 150 bucks on it you're going to walk with 400 plus dollars you're going to cover at minimum one of your bets this week based on those units and you've got three football games to watch on a friday night it's great what do you say what more could you ask for all right we're going to close the show with that uh you guys get lucky play good Yeah. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, A Squared. We're now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many, many, many others. Find the platform you prefer and don't forget to hit the subscribe button.